and welcome to Social Work Sorted, the podcast. I'm Vicky Shevlin, I host this podcast and I lead Social Work Sorted, which is an online platform for newly qualified social workers. I create resources to help you in practice, focusing on skills underpinned by social work theory and research. I provide training, which is CPD accredited for organisations and local authorities, and I have a membership for students and newly qualified social workers. It's called The Collective, and if you want to be a part of it and find out more, all the information is in the show notes. So many of you have been in touch with me about the episode where I talked about undertaking a child and family assessment and talked about children's health needs and so I thought that I would go through another section of Introduction to Assessment which is a guide, video and audio course that I have developed for newly qualified social workers. It is a step-by-step guide through a child and family assessment. It's called Introduction to Assessment because assessment is extremely complex. It's something that is intended to be holistic. However, I understand that for newly qualified social workers, the task, the process of undertaking a child and family assessment is daunting and overwhelming. And very often, you go into it with limited guidance. So introduction to assessment is intended to support you around that. It is split into into sections. It follows the outline and the order of a child and family assessment. It supports you to think about each domain of the common assessment framework and it has reflections and example questions that you can either ask yourself when you're writing up or ask when you are on home visits, when you are undertaking your assessment. So it's all been put together in a really simple, easy to access format, including a specific section that focuses on understanding and framing your analysis of both strength and risks. And in this podcast, what I want to talk about is the domain family history and functioning. And the reason I want to focus on that is this week, I published an article with Community Care and I talked about the way that we blame, or very often as practitioners, blame mothers in instances of where domestic abuse is taking place, where mothers are victims, so when when it's a female victim. And that came really from lots of narratives that I was seeing online that were talking about the importance of centering children, which is absolutely necessary. We are children's social workers, we work in children's services. That is our legislation, that is our policy, that is what we are intended to do. But very often I found in practice that comes at the cost of working in a positive way with a mother who is also identified as a victim of domestic abuse. And what I talk about in the article, I'll link it in the show notes, is that we don't have to choose. We don't have to choose to support and focus and help a child or support, focus on and help a mother. We can do both. Our profession, the tasks that we carry out, working with humans, it's complex and it's nuanced. And we don't have to work within this binary which so often comes up in practice and I had a lot of questions about that you know what does that really look like in practice Vicky and so I wanted to come back to this section of introduction to assessment guide again the domain within the common assessment framework that looks at family history and functioning because so much of the most recent research about mother and child relationships and it's important to acknowledge it is not always mothers who are victims of domestic abuse but it is predominantly mothers 
particularly in terms of the data and the research. And Dr. Emma Katz looks very much at the parent-child relationship and actually how complex that is and how as social workers, historically, we have not been very good at really analysing that and identifying the importance of the parent-child relationship within domestic abuse. When I think about family history and functioning within the context of assessment, I think about this as if I am zooming out. So instead of first looking at a relationship between two people, between a child and a mother, for example, I want to zoom out and I want to look at all the relationships within the family and how everybody interacts with each other, the family story, the family narratives, before I then zoom in again on the parent and child relationship, because it offers some context. Again, this is an overview, this is an introduction, there is so much more to it than what I'm about to talk about in this podcast and that's important, but I know again that for so many of you who are completely overwhelmed with assessments, not knowing where to start, this is a really helpful beginner point. So, When we are thinking about family history and functioning within the context of a child and family assessment, I think it's really important to come back to your genogram. And I talk about genograms a lot. If you want me to do a specific episode, podcast episode on genograms, I can do. But undertaking a genogram is an incredible way to understand or start to gain an understanding of a family history. So actually seeing something visual in front of you, how everybody is connected, talking through some of the family patterns and the family narratives, it's really supportive when you are undertaking a child and family assessment. You get an incredible insight. It can be a relationship building activity between you and the person that you are undertaking the genogram with. And it can also support you to start developing a chronology as well. So it can be a way of talking through family history that doesn't feel as invasive as sitting there in a direct face-to-face question and answer sessions. Chronologies I don't think are always prioritised in practice but I think they're a really good place to start understanding a family history. So you can go back, if there are any documents that exist within your social care system, you can go back, you can look through the years, you can have a look at patterns, have a look at times where maybe there was more intervention, times when there was no intervention, and don't just rely on the social care records. Talk to the family about their experience at the time because often it will be very different to how you might read it in a social care record. Understand that there will be various narratives that you have to contend with when you analyse this, which is that, again, the social care record may not be what the family have experienced. Each family member may have experienced a particular incident or situation in a different way and your job is about understanding the stories and the untold stories behind those and finally just reminding you that obviously a genogram is not a task that can be completed quickly or in a significant rush family history and functioning and conversations about this can bring up trauma whether that is past or present trauma and it's important that As social workers, we uphold sensitivity around particular topics. So in terms of the reflective questions and the reflective questions that are included within Introduction to Assessment, the guide, 
if the pattern of events in the family could be drawn on a graph, you can physically draw this. Try it for yourself as well. So if on the bottom line of a graph, I'm sure there's a specific name for that, you look at your age going up from zero to however old you are, and then on the vertical line, at the bottom you have more difficult times at the top you have times in your life that were more positive and just try and plot your own graph and have a look at what that looks like are there more ups than downs is it very squiggly are there certain times in your life when things go lower it can be a really helpful visual to start looking at and you can do this with different family members and compare them and again it's a very sensitive piece of work to do but it can be very simple and visual for people to start reflecting on how their experiences are different. Is there a family event that everyone knows has happened but nobody talks about? This question in itself is quite difficult to ask if nobody's talking about it, but by talking through this with different family members, you might be able to gain some understanding as to why some people are more comfortable with it and some people aren't. Are there any personality traits that individuals feel are genetic and passed down between family members? So this is a really interesting question to start asking, not because there are personality traits that are proven to pass down genetically, but again, because of the stories that exist with, between families. I find that I do this within my family. I say, oh, he's like me, or she's like me, or we have this in common, or we both do this. And whether that's because we're part of the same family or whether it's just a similarity, it's part of the family narrative. And it's about how we connect with different members of our families in different ways. Then who are the family members that are considered most similar and most different? Where are the comparisons? Where are the contrasts in that? And finally, how does the family respond when one member is in crisis and needs help? So you can go into the ways that different individuals in that family respond. By understanding a family history and functioning, which goes much more deeper than the questions that I've outlined there, but they can be really helpful starting point, you will start to gain an insight into that child's lived experience, into the people around them, but also into their parents' lived experience, into the stories that are passed through generation to generation. And in doing that, you have a bit of context. When we take things at face value, if you like, which we often have to do in social work, when we are working in a rush, when we're working in limited information, it becomes very restrictive and where we might have a case where there might be identified domestic abuse, domestic violence, it can be really easy to think, oh, it's just another one of those cases and this is how it's going to go because this is how it always goes and this is the pattern that I see, that I recognise in practice and we get that confirmation bias of, of course, this is going to happen. Instead of doing that, stop yourself, reflect on when you do it, reflect on why you do it without beating yourself up and step back and think about the questions you can ask and the context that you can create around a situation. I hope that has been helpful for you. Again, family history and functioning is just one of the domains included in the common assessment framework. It's just one very small part of a child and family assessment, but hopefully that has been helpful for you if you are struggling with assessments. And if you are interested in getting introduction to assessment, 
which as I've said is a guide. So you have one page PDFs that are really simple, easy to use, easy to access. There is an audio. So if you want to listen along as well, or if you want to listen on the go or just tap in when you need to, it's there for you. And in terms of the specific sections on risk analysis and assessment, there are video guides that support you in breaking down an understanding of section 31 threshold. All of that is available when you join the course on my website. It's currently £47. It will stay that way until December the 31st. In 2024, it's going up to £57. There are going to be more video support added into the course and the price is changing in reflection to everything that's been added into it. If you get it now, obviously when there are video updates, they are just all included and you have lifetime access. So once you get it, you create a login on my website. It means that you can have that up on your computer when you are writing up assessments, get it up on your phone when you are going out on home visits, click through to the specific section of the assessment that you need, and you can immediately get some ideas of reflective questions and some reminders for specific sections of an assessment. So it means that it streamlines your process, it saves you time, it saves you stress, it saves procrastination, which was one of my main issues as a new social worker when I would just be staring at a blank computer screen. But it gives you a really helpful foundation to build your assessment skills, which you will need in every single area of social work. So many students and newly qualified social workers have introduction to assessment, are using it every day, every week. It's really supporting them in practice. And so if you're feeling lost and you're feeling overwhelmed, then this is for you. If you are interested in knowing a little bit more or if you are feeling completely overwhelmed by assessments you don't know where to begin i also have a free guide understanding child and family assessment which goes through a little bit of an explanation around the legislation and the policy that connects to child and family assessments so i will link to that in the show notes as well if you're interested in anything that i've talked about today if you have any reflections that you want to share then please get in contact with me Vicky at Social Work Sorted, or you can speak to me on Instagram at Social Work Sorted, or I am on LinkedIn, Vicky Shevlin. I'll put all the links again in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. Before we end today, I just want to encourage you to slow down with me for just a second. I know I've talked very fast. There's a lot of information that I wanted to get in for you. I'm also losing my voice, so I'm trying to do it before uh, the voice completely goes. But just for a second, close your eyes if you feel comfortable. Take time for at least one slow breath in and breath out. Know that this calm is something that you can come back to as and when you need. And enjoy this tiny pause in the day just for you. Thank you so much for listening. If this episode was helpful, please share it. Please take a couple of seconds to rate and review the podcast. It really makes such a difference. Take care and see you soon.